What up, Snapback fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, we break down all four divisional games in the NFL this weekend, and then we recorded the pod probably 20 minutes before James Harden got traded to the Brooklyn Nets. So you're going to hear some really, really, really funny stuff. And just know throughout it all that Abe wanted Harden so, so bad and ended up with absolutely nothing except probably a disgruntled Ben Simmons because they threw his name around in trade talk. So enjoy the episode. Go Ravens. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Let's get Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles. A play. Oh, by James. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant took the jumper. He What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? The last 48 hours or such um, has been a whirlwind for me in terms of being a sports fan. And I can't really fathom the idea of at 2.55 on this Wednesday afternoon of talking about football. But apparently there's a few games this week. Um, that we need to talk about, and I am on the edge of my seat right now, refreshing Twitter for a James Harden trade, but I'm here for the fam. I'm here for the Snapback fam. I'm here for the Snapback podcast, so I'm not going to let it interfere with this episode. Um, I just don't understand how anyone could enjoy football at a time like this. That's all. Well, some of us have playoff teams, and some of us also enjoy watching their teams play football. Excuse me. I have two playoff teams both of which are taking the field this week, and I enjoy watching both of them. Play. Who are those so teams? I resent that. Who are those teams? You know, my Bills and my Chiefs. My Bills and my Chiefs. Who do my Bills play this weekend? Who do my Bills play this weekend? Your Billy Boys are up against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, first first topic on the Ravens here has to be... LeBron is... Le, Lamar is a LeBron fan. Lamar is officially a LeBron guy. What, what, what was that Did about? You not, you saw this whole thing about Lamar's a little wary. I think the word is, this isn't out of my mouth, this is out of Adam Schefter, is wary about playing in the cold. He's never played in a snow game. Is Lamar, dare I say, controlling the narrative? So And adding to it, and adding to, did he get a hold of this bingo board? <laughs> is he replacing that baby goat middle spot with Lamar hasn't played in the snow because I think he is. So Lamar Jackson hasn't played a game in the snow is the new topic of the week, which is narrative. You know, he can't win a playoff game. Well, he hasn't won a playoff game yet. The playoffs start this weekend. Um, Thank you, Miguel. And now he's afraid to play in the cold. Wary. Wary is the word. In the 10 second clip, how I kind of took it, because obviously every quote is going to be misconstrued. Oh, there was a clip. Yeah, I, there was a clip. I kind of. I just read that. I just read the. Of headline. course, that's the only way to do it these days. I kind of figured he was saying he doesn't want to play in the snow, like it's cold, which I'm what, which, which I'm fine with. Like, like the rest which, of the team agreed with him. Like Bozeman said it. Like other players, off, offensive linemen who beat people up were like, "Yeah, we don't want it to snow, but like it's not going to matter." Which, hear me out, Lamar, if you are listening to this, correct me if I'm wrong. But wouldn't the snow play into Lamar's strengths? Right. A snow That's... game. I mean, I get that they, they sell out for the run and everything. But you're Lamar Jackson. What did we talk about last week? What are the three stages of tackling Lamar Jackson? It's, come here. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Those are the three stages. And if Lamar is doing that in a snow game with other players slipping up on the ground, I would think he'd be that happy. Was, that was my first game. instinct, which is why I was shocked. That the media ran with the story because then they're just going to have to credit yes, yeah. him, right? Yes. That's where it didn't make yes, sense. Yes, we did. <laughs> right. Yes, we did. That's what I was so confused about. If Lamar is pretty much giving you a softball, which is saying like he's trying to make an excuse for why he might lose. If the, I don't know. I thought it would it would be an advantage for the Ravens as well. So, You know what it could be? I actually think... Lamar Jackson, I said it last week, I said Lamar Jackson, more than any other polarizing athlete I've ever seen, feeds into his own criticisms. And, and I think that's more. crazy. Is he, I think it's crazy. Is he? No, no, it could be. But is Lamar Jackson addicted 
to his own narratives. Is he now at the point where he's crushed every single narrative? He can't throw. He can't win a playoff game. He can't win an MVP. To the point where people are just like, maybe Lamar can do it. And he's like, no. No, no. If you think think that's the narrative right now is that Lamar can do it, you're out of your mind. I think – no, the, the the narrative that we're not talking about is Lamar Jackson has an addiction to narratives. Okay, that's fine. And I think he's making them. I mean, that's now. all you do is create narratives for yourself. And what's the com- What's the common? Um, piece well, your teams lose. LeBron, LeBron oh, okay. James. LeBron. Got James. it. So Ravens go to Buffalo. Maybe it'll snow. Maybe it won't snow. Maybe I saw a statistic that said on throws over twenty yards, Lamar Jackson has the same completion percentage and better on target throws as Patrick Mahomes. Maybe these are things I saw this week. But if you actually want to hear the breakdown of the game, not just Abe supplanting narratives Boo. in your head. Boo. The angle that I'm taking for this one is that two things. One, Bills can't run the football. And I think this is pretty problematic in the playoffs because you don't have yeah. to be run first by any stretch. But look at the team who won the Super Bowl, the Chiefs. Who, who like, iced the game for them? Who was huge? Who should have probably really won Super Bowl MVP? Damian Williams was huge. You have to be able to run the football at some point. You don't have to be run heavy, but you have to be able to run. They lose Zach Moss. Apparently, Devontae Freeman's on their team. I didn't know that. But Devin's... I think they, they just picked... It. It just picked him up from yeah. the uh, Devin Singletary's their lead back. A lot of what they did because they can't run the ball is they'll run a lot of QB runs with Josh Allen, but it's okay. Josh Allen isn't a running back because I don't know why. Um, so <laughs> so they, they can't really run the ball. And why I think that's super important, I'm not just spitting that out, is because you saw what the Ravens front four did to Derrick Henry. Of course, they were throwing some linebackers down there. But if the Ravens can stop the run with four and can contain Allen on QB runs and can drop seven, that's going to be a huge advantage for them. Because Josh Allen, he's not—he's still at this point in his career, he's not picking people apart in zone. He's not making extremely tight window throws. He'll be efficient. He's getting close. No, no, he's, he's, getting he's close. really good. But you know his best is the deep shot to Diggs, Diggs against right. man, single coverage. And if the Ravens can kind of protect against that, that's good. On the other, on the other side... Everyone's like, Lamar can't throw the ball. Number one, I just saw a graph. Like, they do the next-gen stuff where all the little green and gray circles, right, of where they threw the ball. Lamar Jackson, 80% of his completions were outside the numbers against the Titans. So that strategy of packing the middle of the field. 80% of what, 12? No, no, no. He had, had, I think, uh, 15 or 19 completions or something. Whatever. The point is, the strategy is clearly stop the run, clog the middle. They were, they were leaving it open. The, the Bills won't necessarily do that. But they can't stop the run. And if that's what the Ravens do best, that's going to be a major problem for them. Once again, maybe this is one of those. The Bills are riding high, but the Colts kind of exposed them a little. They should have probably lost that game. I think they came back down to earth. That was probably good. Because if they had blown out the Colts and everyone was like, oh my God, the Bills are the bee's knees. Like, I think people are starting to realize the Ravens, season was a lot of up and downs the bills had a great end of the year and these are two really good football games where it's going to go in any direction if they can contain Allen and hollywood shows up again i like the ravens chances in this one uh, i i think if the ravens were covid depleted you would still like the ravens chances but if but they, but they're not oh. and they have every single player in their defense is playing amazing so correct um if i may for one second i might talk x's and o's uh. about this game yeah right uh, but we'll get back to narratives, don't worry. What did the Ravens do last week, which is the reason they beat the Titans? They took away what they do best, and that's Derrick Henry. They sold out for that. They held an offense that was averaging in the 30s to 14 points, and that's unheard of. And it kind of seems that what did we see last week with the Colts? We were like, Frank Reich, what are you right. doing? Josh Allen is rolling out to his right every single time and having his way with your defense. If he rolls out to the right side of the field and the whole field is open for him, Josh Allen is just as, if not as dangerous as Patrick Mahomes is. It's, at least that's the it way looks he's like it. right now. It's as, and it's, it's very, as scary, I'll tell you. As a fan or right, watching right. football, you get the same feeling of, uh-oh, this is going for third. As a, at, right. As a fan, it's really cool because I have two of my <laughs> quarterbacks being compared to each other in one sentence. And I think the Ravens defensively just it's it's not anything crazy. They just do the exact same thing they did last week. It's it's a play out of Bill Belichick's playbook. It's, I'm gonna take away the best thing you do, and if you beat us doing X, Y, and Z elsewhere, so right. be it. 
And I think the Ravens really hone in on that with keeping Josh Allen in the pocket. And that's what plays into the Ravens' success. I'm not picking the Ravens. Of course I would not. never do that. I would never. You know, actually, But you do feel like, I think you're leading down a good path, which is everyone talks about stop the run with Lamar. Stop, right? right make them throw. Okay, make right. Allen sit in the pocket. Cut off Stephon Diggs. If Cole Beasley, who will have a huge day because our linebackers and safeties will not be able to handle. Cole Beasley, I, I watched Cole Beasley destroy right. the Eagles when he was on the Cowboys for years. He literally is Yeah, exactly. I, I have there's nightmares no, There's nothing of that, you can do right. about it. There's nothing but you can do about it. But is Cole Beasley the one that's going to have 12 catches, carry them 14 yards a chunk down the field if they can't run the ball and Diggs is covered? He's not. So, so like you're saying, take away Diggs and letting Allen roll out. And I think... We're also going to see a, a turnover potential. And once again, turnovers in the playoffs are what swings games. Allen's been really good at protecting the ball, but the Ravens are, uh, they cause turnovers. It's what they do. They get pressure and they will force bad throws to those ball hawks. So I like, I like the matchup I, for the Ravens. You should. I'm, I'm in a little bit of a, so you're picking the Ravens. Well, let right? me, I'll give you my non-Raven. Before, I, okay. before you do, before you do, I'm in a little bit of a rock and a hard place in terms of how I want this game and the rest of the playoffs to go down. Do I want to put an end to your trolling on Twitter, (laughs) on the podcast, and just put an end to everything that you've been about for the last two months, let's say, since the Ravens got hot? Absolutely. Do I want to maybe extend all that for for the fall to a loss at the Chiefs in the AFC Championship to make it hurt even more for you? Is it risky, though? That... Um, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I, I, you wouldn't catch me dead. Like, I actually believe the Ravens can and maybe will beat the Bills. Right. You wouldn't catch me saying such thing about the Ravens and the Chiefs. I don't care what planet we're yeah. on. So I'm like, do I want this whole, do I want Jack Settlement to, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Die <laughs> this week, this Sunday? Maybe. Or... Do I want Jack to be at the top of King Ka or the highest roller coaster in the entire world, one game away from the from the Super Bowl, finally getting his revenge on Mahomes? I can hear all the Lamar Jackson hasn't beaten Mahomes uh-huh. and the Chiefs, his regular season record versus the Chiefs for another week and have my ears bleed for six straight days just for him to have his fall from grace on Sunday when the Chiefs absolutely manhandle your Baltimore Ravens? Maybe. I haven't decided when I want it to end. I know it's this week or next. It's just how much of your putrid spew can I take more of? And I, you know what, Jack? I can answer for uh, you. Kno- I already know how this goes. We've, we've known each other You're for years say- since we were eight years old. I think I can take exactly, six more days exactly. of it. And then the game will start and everything will be different. And then the Ravens will be up that, seven. That's what happened right, last exactly. week. Exactly. It's exactly, exactly what happened last week when the Titans went up 10 nothing. Dude, I was throwing an absolute parade. I was watching the game right there, throwing a parade. So, yeah, Sunday or Saturday, 8 o'clock when this game kicks off, I'll be Bill's (laughs) Mafia jumping through my kitchen table. My mom will yell at me to pay for it. Um, But right now, on Wednesday, I'm saying I could be cool with the Ravens. The one non-pro Ravens, pro Bills. Well, first of all, the Bills are a really good football team. They're 13-3. and They're good. They beat a good Colts team. They're a good football team. Are they a great team? Are they an AFC championship caliber team? They're probably right on the precipice. Like I said, this game. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna bring up. Is there such thing as a great AFC championship team? Like I don't think you have to be a great team. You got to be the very, AFC very good. You can't be average. The, ti- the Titans. They last were real at that team. point in time. They were very hot and they were very good. The Blake, the Blake Bortles Jaguars. That it was were the best amazing? defense in football. The, the Case Keenum Vikings were they okay, amazing. but you're but you can but, go but, to but a Abe, championship. You just named three teams in eight years times four, so three ten percent. Those are just okay. But those that's are what just, I'm saying. Those are just ten, the three that came off the top because of my head. those are the notable ones. But but if ninety percent of the teams are great teams, I'm gonna say yes. You have to have a very good team at least. The thing on Lamar is, even though he won the game, and I actually thought his outside the Boykin throw interception, his passing was. It, it was it was fairly fine. It was actually pretty good, to be honest. Um, eh, there's the whole thing that you always bring up where anticipation. Yeah, throws, yeah. So that's what early early in the game on the third. Yeah. Down the so Andrews that's what I was going to say is, even though he got and it is a huge scapegoat off his back and it is it was massive to get over that hump. 
They only scored 20 points. And we were supposed to score 30, 40 points against the Titans. He scored 21, barely, against the Chargers in his first playoff game. He scored 12 last year and 20. In his career, he scored under 20 a singular time in the regular season. So it's a major red flag, and people can absolutely hold on to that. This is the game. He had to win last game. He had to get over the hump. This is the game because, like you said, you'll be able to deal with it, you think. But if Lamar comes out, throws for 212, and runs for 80, and they put up 30, and the defense holds the Bills to, tw- to less than 30, then, then I'm going to be sitting here saying, who's stopping this team? What, what's going to happen is we're going to— s- you, you, That's where you're wrong. You've been saying. No, no, no. But others aren't. But other people are going to be like, okay. Other, others will but- never— Others will They're going to say, oh shit, this is the team that was projected to be in this game. They just happen to go through those ups and downs. So this is the game. We'll have a really good idea. Obviously, I'll pick the Ravens if we beat the Bills because we match up well with the Chiefs. We'll talk about that in a week from now. Second game on, or first game on Saturday from the NFC Rams Packers. Donald is supposed to play. Any good narratives you have for this one? Oh, the best, the best. We'll do the people's parlay after we recap all games, but this is an indication of where my mind is at in regards to betting on this game. I don't know the specifics of the stat. Um, Frankly, I don't even know if there's a stat, but I know there's a stat out there. I know there is a stat out there that outlines how good Aaron Rodgers really is in below freezing temperatures. I don't know the numbers. I don't know his record, but I know it's out there. I know so he's kind of the anti-Lamar Jackson. Well, well, we're seeing how is we don't know if Lamar's painting right, this right. narrative as he's good in the snow. We got to wait to find out. Um, and I know there's a, a cold weather golf stat out there. There's somewhere on Twitter there's a cold weather golf stat. So between the Rogers stat being unreal and freezing in Lambeau, an LA team going to Wisconsin, we're not going to sit here and think the Rams have a chance to win no this chance. game. No chance. This is my no this is my lock no of the chance. week. Not, I mean, it's not very bold calling that the Packers winning a game straight up is a lock. But after watching the Rams, the Packers are too sound of a football team. And what are the Rams going to do? I'm, I think the Rams' defense could limit the Packers. You put Ramsey on Devontae Adams. He's the only player in the league who could limit, right? We're always talking about with the greats. You're not going to contain them. But you could limit Devontae. But how did the Rams put up double like 20 points in the game? And I think the Packers can put together three or four drives and end up at 20. So the, the X's and O's of it are the Rams aren't that physical of a football team on offense. So the, ah, so the Packers defense should uh, – Well, the Packers while. lucked out. There's not really a ton of physical – I picked the Rams preseason to be playing potentially in an NFC championship game. If Goff was healthy, you're telling me Goff – he looked atrocious with that bad thumb in the cold, like you said. It sounds like a nightmare scenario. It seems to me, and you like sneakers, right? I'll make a little analogy here. The Packers have trouble against teams that wear Timberlands, yeah. Timberland boots. But the Rams, the Rams, they show up to the game in the Puma Elves. A little less physical of a shoe. So if we're talking nice shoes, traction, I don't nice think... Traction. I don't think the Puma. You, you're picking up. Yeah, what I'm yeah. Down I was right. gonna go like some off whites, just fit the LA vibe. Yeah, but. no, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna. My original thought was Ultra Boost, but then I was like, you know what, Jack's wearing. You wearing a Puma shirt? I am shirt? wearing a Puma shirt. You're wearing a Puma shirt. I figured, you know, I'd plug for the boys. Um, so I think the Rams show up in Puma Elfs in Lambeau to match, which the, are basketball shoes crowd. for anyone who's which slightly are, confused. Which are, which are finesse, which are finesse right. layup package shoes around the rim. They're not in the trenches, Timberlands. And when the Packers do play a Timberland team, are there any Timberland teams even left in the NFC? <laughs> Ravens. <clears throat> I said oh, NFC. NFC. No, they're not. That was what I was getting at. Was preseason, I would have said the Rams were going to be the physical team, but they just haven't. Even though they're an LA team, their offense just isn't like it's a good running offense. It's not beating people up. It's so funny attributing attributing a team's um, geographical. Um, att- attribute of their team to how Everyone they play on the field. Everyone does it though, and sometimes oh like, no, it's great. Like, I just, that's how I just started off this yeah, entire rant. There's blue collar teams, and there's you know white collar, whatever. So I see what you're saying. Packers, yeah. The weirdest part, though, I swear to God, the weirdest part. And Aaron Rodgers, he's dynamite at home as a favorite in the playoffs. He really is. 
But for whatever reason, I just haven't seen like an Aaron Rodgers playoff performance where I'm like, this is Mahomes level or this is, you know, like Tom Brady when he's clicking. It feels like in a I mean, while. He has, it, right, but you get those one, two, four plays a game where it's yeah, just like of course. literally only Aaron Rodgers. Right, right. That. But I'm saying I want Aaron Rodgers to see the best defense in the league, see that Donald's coming after him, see Ramsey and light him up for 30 and convince me. Like the Packers are the one seed. They got the bye. They get the good matchup. They should play in the NFC Championship game. But I want to see them be dominant to know they can win a Super Bowl. You'll see him be dominant this I, week. I think so. Just maybe in a, maybe, maybe in a different so. way. On Sunday, right. Chiefs-Browns. This is the game. This is probably tough for you, Mr. Sucker. Mr. Brown's on the left tap. Mahomes on your butt. Oh, I guess and, I uh, have. Yeah, no, I have. All right, I guess I have three playoff teams. That's pretty cool. Um, You know what I'm about to say, Jack? This game right here for the Cleveland Browns is the game they want. But you know what else I'm going to say? They're saying that. (laughs) They're saying that now. Why do the Cleveland Browns want this game? What do the Chiefs not do well? As a matter of fact, what do the Chiefs do the worst in the NFL? And that's stop the run. The Browns, their identity, they found it earlier on in the year, is they're going to beat you with their two-headed monster in um, Chubb and Hunt. Also, Kareem Hunt revenge game. Just have to throw that out there. You never know. Um, But that's just not going to be enough to control this game and to control Patrick Mahomes. Unless, and I think you can take this angle, there's a lot of Chiefs players that haven't played in a few weeks. Normally, I would be all... Well, if the Ravens were playing, I'd be all over that. But Andy Reid off a double bye against this Brown secondary is like Abe and I walking into Woodholm's Buffet on a Sunday morning. It's just over. It's It's just... There's nothing that's... If they're out of sausage, we'll double up on bacon. If If the waffle machine's down... I'll have two omelets, please, with bagels toasted Facts. on the side. So it's not a matter of like look at look at these it, analogies. It's today. just there's it doesn't matter that there's rust. It's literally barbecue chicken off the bone for Andy Reid, looking at the secondary and seeing Patrick Mahomes. The the way to win the game for Cleveland, like you said, run the football, run the shit out cheat. of the football, and cheat, cheat, yeah, and pray. cheat and pray. If they get pressure with Miles Garrett, I think their front four, that's the X factor. The run game will have to exist. They're, you can't win with I that. think if they, get, if they get pressure with Miles Garrett, Patrick Mahomes is going to do this thing where he just runs away from the pressure and then throws it 50 yards across the field um, to one of his, I don't know, two all-pro players. Yeah. So I think, that, I think that's the game plan against if, if Miles Garrett beats us at the line of scrimmage. I think Patrick Mahomes just takes a few steps I know, one way. I know. I'm just saying 70 yards. the Browns offense is humming and the Browns, they'll play that underdog role. It doesn't feel like they're ready to beat the Chiefs yet. Like every team makes those jumps each year and then eventually they get there if they ever get there. It doesn't feel like it, but there's a path to do it. I saw from the Chiefs, I follow, for whatever reason, I follow a Chiefs like, not beat reporter, but like a team account that's not the official. Well, you need I think that's smart. yeah. You gotta stay in tune. You gotta stay on your toes. You gotta know. So, just so, so you have they tweeted the Browns resemble a lot of what the Raiders do, which was funny to see them like angling that maybe this is a potential upset. So the Chiefs fans, I don't know. They haven't been playing good football. They have a lot of what happened. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's just sorry, fam. We're uh, we're on major James Harden watch right now, and I can't even think straight. So I'm getting buzzes on my watch. It's. It's just uh, the Nets are prepared to offer literally anything that doesn't say Kevin Durant. Even Kyrie Irving. Well, why the fuck would Houston want Kyrie Irving? We'll talk Irving? about that later. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, I think there's a path for the Browns. I don't think it'll happen. But if we, if Browns fans, I pull out all the Lamar stats for myself pretty much. But for any other Ravens fans, if you want a stat to hold on to until Sunday at 3 o'clock, Patrick Mahomes through the most catchable interceptions that were dropped in the NFL season 16 balls were dropped that could have been intercepted now well he did play baseball. now is that um like off fingertips is that in their grasp who knows what the definition of all these stats means but he could you know he's gotten a little lucky if the luck goes the wrong way the Browns run the ball and Miles Garrett gets a strip sack and some pressure the Browns can win the game they have to win in a shootout. You know who I think the 
The Browns can't win this game. Let's just crush that right now. The Browns are going to lose this game. You know who also is going to lose this game? Somehow, he's going to make news again. Juju. <laughs> Juju's going to lose this game. I don't know why I see Tyreek Hill catching a 60-yard touchdown to go up 24 in the third quarter and hitting the Corvette mm-hmm. Corvette, and everyone's just like, ah, oh, Juju, yep. you suck. You, you, li- you live in a 17-year-old girl's bedroom. What's that Snapchat? Well, the- um, so the Browns and Juju taken out this week again. Probably. Could you imagine going for like 13 for 160, leaving the game, and you just look at your phone, and you're just getting absolutely demolished? He did to himself. I mean, he's tick-tocking he in the middle himself. of the fourth quarter, down double digits, which was amazing. I respect the shit. Like, talk about your brand. The Right. When you're at your absolute rock bottom and you continue to double down, as a man, I can do nothing but have respect. 100%. Buck Saints, the best game of the day. The best game of the weekend, honestly. Will it play out to be that? But it's the, like... I don't know. I really like this Ravens. No, no, no. That, it, there'll be great games all weekend. But Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Can't throw. It's right. too, it's, it's it's too oh, it's like, nostalgia. it's, it's Brees' last ride, which no one cared about. Brady, could he... I don't think people understand that Brady is going for his seventh Super Bowl title. Seven. Right. That's so many. It's, it's actually more than any franchise has. So, um, this game is like uh, the football purists are waiting for this game, whereas the TikTok generation <laughs> will be locked in Saturday night to Ravens Bills. It's it's the new era. No pun intended. I think that's where the it Bills used play. To be. They field. lost the name. It used to be. Uh, um, and then the forty-year-olds will be locked in Sunday, whatever time this game starts. My analysis is pretty simple on this game. Um, when the line came out, it was Bucks plus three, and I'm like, holy shit, like, I'm hammering the Bucks money line, which everyone, when they have that instant, like, realization, like, why aren't I betting this right away? Usually the other side. So the Saints, for that reason, I think could win. Forget I th- all that. Jack, what do you not do in the NFL? I just don't like to play Tom Brady. I don't like to play Tom Brady. Eh, I kind of do. But you don't beat a team three Ooh. times. Oh, either. you don't do that. You don't. You don't beat a team three times in a year. And you know what well, else you well, do? Hold on, hold on, really... hold on. Depends about the results from the AFC side of the bracket. But normally under normal circumstances, okay, you wouldn't beat um, a team three fine. times. <laughs> fine. Anyway, but you know what else you probably shouldn't do no matter who's around him? Play Tom Brady in January. You don't want that. It, it's, it, it is literally as simple as that. I think the the – Bucks offense is finally clicking. I don't even know how to dissect the Saints. They're just another sound football team all the way around. What's Brady's record in Super Bowls? Six and three. Um, he lost the Giants so twice, and you guys. So just so everyone's keeping keeping it stat at home, Tom Brady's more likely to play in February than Steph Curry is to make a three pointer. So when you put that cross. Cross sports. So when you put that in perspective and you're going to bet against Tom Brady, just keep in mind that like you're also you have higher odds of Steph missing a three pointer. With that being said, you don't beat a team three times, especially. Well, it's normally a division opponent. It's probably always a division opponent. It's always what you just it's always you just don't beat them three times. And especially when the last time you played them, the Saints just destroyed them. But for the Saints fans out there, Saints defense is its probably the best unit left, definitely on that side of the bracket. They're playing spectacular. The Saints, everyone says Breeze can't throw downfield. Slant Boy, which is my favorite nickname in all of the NFL right now. So so disrespectful, but it's so, so funny. funny. Because he's he, if he ran just slants, just cover the slant. He obviously doesn't do that. The Saints have figured out how to put points up with what Breeze's capabilities are. They're in the dome, right? They're not in Lambeau yet. It's as simple as this. It's as simple as when you get the chance, try and play Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> and, and they've done a good job so far in the playoffs with that. I think their, ruck, their luck runs out here a little bit, going from Trubisky to Tom Brady, and that Bucks offense can put up points just as easy as the, the Saints can. So for that reason... I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady in January because I won't. I don't want to feel like an idiot. That doesn't mean I don't think the Saints can win this game, but I refuse to let myself sit here Sunday night and feel like an idiot because I bet. <laughs> I think that's Tom the Brady. key and a perfect segue into the people's parlay. 
Last year, everyone who picked the Titans to beat the Patriots, like throw your parades because you were right. Oh, yeah. You were right. They right. lost. Brady didn't look good. The offense was terrible. But you barely are going to you're barely gonna be right. So I'd rather be on the other I'm not trying to figure out when Tom's gonna lose. It's I'm gonna just like, roll with him. It's like I would I would never do this, but I would never lose the same bet for a year and a half straight right. and then finally hit one and begin to pump exactly. my chest about it. I would never be caught dead right. doing that. Which he does often. Which, my bookies, People's Parlay. Thank you to my bookie for sponsoring. For the people, not to mention we went three and one last week, and we got screwed on the one. If Heineke didn't come in for Smith, then we're probably hitting that also. So we're feeling good heading into the playoffs, or the second. Well, yeah, the playoffs. This is the real round, as Miguel let us know. Our first selection, and we did a uh, collaboration on this one. The collabs have been going well. Wait. I thought I thought we were collabing. What are you thinking? First about game, we were going to go under 50, which I was fine with. Oh, yeah, you agree. Yeah. Oh, you agree. That my thinking behind that, you didn't get much to explain, is what I said. The Ravens are going to take away what the Bills do best and let Josh Allen run around the entire field. And I think it's just a, how do you say, smash mouth football game. The Ravens run the ball. The Bills try to run the ball. They don't have success throwing the ball. The Ravens win. Smash. I will say one thing, fam. Snowvers are a thing. So if it. Snowbirds. Yeah, you're not familiar with snowbirds? Enlightenment. Biggest misconception in betting is that snow and rain ah, force a game to wind. go under. It's wind. it's wind. Snow actually hurts defenders and r- rain, obviously, as well with their footing, which aids the offense. And also sloppier turnovers, which tend to happen on their own side of the field, give short field. So if it is... Well, we're locked into a snow. If, if it is snowing so. and the line drops to 47, at that point I would like the over. But 50 is a lot. Ravens, like I said, Lamar hasn't put up the points yet in the playoffs, so I'm fine rolling with that. And the Ravens' D has played awesome, like you said. Game number two, we're on the pack, minus 6.5, yes or no? I don't care. I, I didn't even know what the spread was. I don't care okay. what the spread was. And it's now that it's six and a half, I'm okay with taking the alternate at nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I do think the Rams will be able to limit that. The Rams defense is there. The Rams defense is good. Okay, fine. I won't be great. Six and a half. Also do like some form of Rams team total under. That'll probably be in a pick later in the week. Game uh, on Sunday, Chiefs-Browns. What are you thinking for this one? Over. Over, it's 57, over. Browns, bro. I, exactly. It's, it's a Vegas over. Telling no, you it's, it's going not. to go over. But, but the thing is, I don't need to say anything about the Chiefs and why I think betting them in an over is a good idea. The Browns, they've sneakily hit their over like seven of the last ten weeks, and the two that they did, the three that they didn't, the Jets didn't have a single receiver on the field, and they were two crazy games in the wind. I think it was the mm-hmm. Vegas game Houston, and, yeah. and one other game. The Browns put up yeah. points. The Browns put up. I'm fine with taking the over in this situation, no matter how high it is. So the total is 57, which means split that in half is about 20 is thir- is what? 28 and a 20, half. And yeah. then with the 10 point line, could the Browns team total be 23 and a half or 24? I think they can. No, get I know they'll get there. I'm actually more worried about Chiefs putting up 34. Like I could see them getting to 31 and then chilling. Listen, the Browns' strength on offense plays into the Chiefs' weakness on defense. If you can't, if you don't I know, believe I'm that saying Baker I want Mayfield, to key in on the Browns here. I'm not saying the over under, like I Browns team. That's total kind over. of my angle on it. You know what? I le- I talked you into the Ravens Bills under. I'm cool right. with that. I'm cool with that because I, I too. If it's tw- if it's twenty four or less, if it's twenty four and a half, that's where I would be like, no, probably probably just. Go game over. So check on that. I don't know. I don't have my bookie pulled up right this second. So you'll pull it up. Game number four, Saints Bucks. Fam, you guys know where we're going with this. How else to close the people's parlay? Money line. Money line. Of course. Of course. Look, this is how the NFL works. What's the number? Pause. 23. Smash spot. Smash spot. Yeah. Um, So this is how the NFL works. The Packers... The Chiefs, the Saints, the Bills. They're not all going to win. They're just not. The Packers, the Chiefs, the Saints, the Bills, they're not all going to win. No. Which way will they win? I can't I can't tell you that. If I could, I promise you I wouldn't be here because I... W- they might. 
they might. might. They always might because they're the one and two seeds. It feels like there's always one exactly. team in the championship round, whether it's AFC or NFC, that you are just like, this team shouldn't be here. Also, but they right. are there. Also, this year's even different. Normally, it's a heavier favorite that they those four teams are there because the two is the bye. But now they don't. So I am telling you, you don't know how the NFL works. If you think the Bills, Packers, Chiefs, and Saints win. So you just got to pick the right ones. My picks are going to be Ravens and Bucks. Abe maybe not agree on the Ravens, but we both agree the Bucks are going to be the Saints. Go with Tom in January. Can I, and you can deny it, can I offer a Bucks minus, I don't know, two and a half, three alternate spread? If they're going to win, they're going to win by a field goal, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I in a parlay, I just like going with the money line, especially for the people. Like, how screwed up would it be if, if the people lost out on hundreds of dollars because they won by a field by a point or two the way that the people have talked to me over the last year and a half and losing bets and what i've picked i wouldn't feel an ounce of remorse that's fair that's fair i love you people i love you people but if if you're dishing it you got to be able you to did all right i'll give the fam some love though you predicted two successful people parlays around week eight we smashed the regular season we hit on christmas we've got our one we've got the divisional round and the conference share. We got two shots in the dark left. We'll have other people's parlay, but you I said mean, during football season right. we would hit two. So we got two shots left. Time to put up or shut up then. My bookies, Time people's parlay, bet 33, win 500. Ravens bills under 50. Packers minus six and a half. Browns team total over 23. Bucks money line. Bet it at mybookie.ig backslash snapback sports. Let's get it. That's the people's parlay. We are going to talk NBA after the break and... You know what's coming. What the fuck with Eagleson is back. We will be right back after this. All right, fam, we are back. Let's chat some NBA. I want to start with Kyrie before we go into Harden. Is that okay? Please, please. I've, I miss the old Kanye. Yeah, you give, me, you give me your take first. My take, and I'm dead serious about it, and I'm really pissed that we recorded this at 3.30 today when yeah. Stephen A. went on it with first take this morning. I think Kyrie Irving, Kanye Irving, is the next Andrew Luck. But instead of retiring for, I don't know, life-altering injury reasons, he retires because he's out of his mind. Your job is to play basketball, my dude. If you can't do your job, it's as simple as that. And now the whole maskless at a party, fuel to the fire – Stay woke real quick. Is Kyrie tanking his trade value because the James Harden speculations are picking up? Maybe. 48 hours ago, I would have said it is the most disrespectful, disgusting act and just downright wait, wait, wrong. You, have to, you, you literally have to say which act. Oh, no. I, I'm going to get there. Okay. For the Brooklyn Nets to consider trading Kyrie Irving. I think that would be so messed up. No, I think no superstar. Hold on, no superstars come to your franchise, right? In like chosen to go there. I I actually can't even tell you the last time it happened. Uh, Devin Harris, maybe he brings you right, right. He brings you Kevin Durant with himself, who is still an All Star caliber player, and you're going to trade him. Now, this is my issue with Kyrie Irving. If you're mentally not okay, you, you can take days off. You you can. For we sure. Have, For we sure. have to get it to a point. I know that the, the look by going to his sister's birthday is a really bad look, especially during the pandemic. And But my biggest issue is the lack of communication with the team and your teammates. I don't care if you don't want to talk to the media. Pay your fines. You don't like – because the media does – I mean, look at the way you, me, everyone labels Kyrie Irving – the amount of good he's done in the past year is astronomical. He has yeah. done more for the game, more for society than 99% of the league. We're not talking about Kyrie. I mean, we are talking about Kyrie, the person to an extent, right. but we're talking about Kyrie fulfilling his job obligations. Which is, exactly. Which is why his lack of communication with the team and his teammates is my biggest problem. If you don't, if you're down, if you don't want to play, if you really like take this shit to heart, just tell your teammates, hey, this is this is my deal. Be honest with them. Be open with them. Tell the guys. Tell the guys up top. I know. I would guess his biggest worry is it then leaking to the media, which can totally be 
understandable. Which happens either way. It, it's probably going to happen. Or control your own story. Tell your teammates, hey, I just, you know, I'm not. He's allowed to miss games. Let's just say he could just lie and say he tweaked his ankle for five games and no one cares. But you're not. Everyone across the league does that to miss a game in loge management. You handpicked. You literally handpicked a coach that didn't have a single ounce of head coaching experience because you wanted him to be your guy. And this guy now is to sit up in front of the media before a game and ask, where's your superstar? And him to say, I'll be straight up. I have no idea. That's just disrespectful to everyone in that situation. That being said, the Houston Rockets can, I mean, the Brooklyn Nets can offer Kyrie Irving to the Houston Rockets. Who in their right mind in the NBA at this point in his career would willingly take Kyrie Irving on their team? Would you have said that 72 hours ago? No, you wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't have. But, and then you think about it, Jack. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying... In Boston, without Kyrie Irving, the young guys go to game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. Last year, in Brooklyn, um, the team is more successful with him off the court and go to the bubble and whatever. And now this year, it's the same, it's the same thing. Kyrie Irving signed a four-year, $141 million contract a year and a half ago. He's played 27 more games for the Brooklyn Nets than Jack and I have. That's it. Kyrie Irving has put on a Nets uniform 27 times the guy didn't have wasn't available for multiple injury reasons i'm not calling him injury prone he has this. which he actually is that's that's that could be its own issue within itself he has this he has when the bubble started he says i'm willing to give it all up for social justice okay do it do it be about it i i am kyrie irving and kanye irving is what i will continue to call him i listen if he if there's something going on in his mental state all I hope for is him to get the help he needs and to get better. I don't even think it's that at this point. I just think he's just legitimately lost. He is lost in the head. A lot of people are saying go retire because, you know, basketball isn't your passion. Well, 90, 95% of the league is obsessed with playing basketball. There's been former athletes who have come out and said, I was just really fucking good at a sport. It made me a lot of money. I didn't love the game, right? Which probably speaks to his talent level. Kyrie Irving should not retire from the league. He just needs to communicate better with his No, I don't don't think he should. I think he will. Oh, I, I don't see him retiring from the league. I think he will. The NBA season is very long. Now... After those 72 hours have transpired, when I said that, you know, if they were to trade Kyrie, that would be one of the most disrespectful things ever. Let's just clap it up for the Knicks for avoiding that disaster. Now we can talk James Harden, though. Listen, the Knicks may have a shitty point guard, but he'll show up to work. (laughs) Well, that's the problem. I kind of wish Alfred would just (laughs) go go on a hiatus. Uh, James Harden, it sounds like while we're recording at 3.40 p.m. Breathe, breathe. Breathe. The Sixers are getting James Harden. That he's going to be traded today. I'm going to begin. The team that should trade for James Harden is the Brooklyn Nets. I've been consistent in this. I've been saying this. They can't trade KD and Kyrie. They cannot give up Kyrie to get Harden. Once again, a sideways move. No, no. They can't give up Kyrie for the... The only reason they can't give up Kyrie is because nobody... Houston doesn't want him. Right. Give up Kyrie for James Harden in a second. Also, Wall and Kyrie would be a wild match as well. Maybe we I mean, could reroute one of I these mean, guys. To the I mean, Wall, Wall and Ben Simmons is going to be the fastest fast break you've ever seen in human yeah. eternity that will make zero jump shots. It'll be fun. Um, if you're Brooklyn, you can make the move. Levert, looks, he's looked better. Jared Allen looks awesome. Trade him. Trade him all. Give the I pick four, four first, three swaps. There's, that's Jared Allen giving up all there. They're going 2.0 on the Garnett Pierce Allen deal. And this time it makes sense. It does. That team, Kyrie Irving, if he shows up to games, Kevin Durant, which Abe, I actually don't care if the bet hits. I don't care that there was a few extra months added to the start. Just give it to me. Say it in my ear right now. Say it in my ear right now. I was wrong. Say it with me now. Well, uh, <laughs> what, was I, what was I wrong about? Everything. Like any angle you can pick, you were wrong about. Yes. 34, 13, and 9 hitting daggers. He's, he's nasty. He's he is, so he is good. 
Um, so good. So KD, yeah. Harden, Kyrie wins the title. I, I don't think there's any other way around it. It's the NBA. That's how it works. You don't. Yeah. But Jack, who is probably the favorite to get James Harden at the moment? The Philadelphia 76ers. The Philadelphia 76ers. And why is that? Because we have the best asset that any team that's willing to change for James Harden has to offer. We have the best strip clubs in America. I don't think that's true. But I'm talking about Ben Simmons here. I'm talking about Ben Simmons, who's fresh off a five-point foul-out performance in an overtime game. Right, so so why are you going to say that you have the best asset? I mean, we do. What's a better asset? Do you have the best combination of assets? I mean, it depends. Right now, the talks is Ben Simmons, Maxi, Matisse. They're saying we're trying to keep Maxi and maybe throw in some draft picks. I don't know what's happening, but I do know that the Sixers are are favored to get James Harden at the moment. And I was having a nervous breakdown that this the the news would break during this podcast. I have the theme song ready to go. I was going to put on a whole choreographed dance routine right here. I was ready to go if the news broke. Can I give you a counter? Not yet. Um, because when the six, when the Sixers traded for Jimmy Butler, I was driving on um, a major highway and I almost died. So for them to get him while I was recording a podcast, I knew that since I wasn't going to die, um, well, maybe I would have something prepared, but go on. My counter is, I agree with you. You have the best singular asset. Number two, do you have the best packages of assets? I think what Brooklyn is willing to offer may surplex what Philly is like, I think, cause Maury's like, he wants to be right. He wants to win. So will he give up Matisse, Maxi Simmons and picks if that's what they're saying is going to get it done. Cause I, even with no leverage, they have leverage cause there's a second team involved and the Knicks can give up Alfred right. Payton at any, I mean, at any right, point. hold on. Go. That's not my counter. My counter is you have the best asset. Is that the best asset for what the Rockets need or actually no, the, the biggest thing right. that the that's need, that's what I'm getting at. The biggest thing they the need Rockets picks. need no, the biggest thing the Rockets need is to get James Harden out. That's it. At this point, Disagree. that's everything. Well, but that's gonna happen. And like I said, right. you don't have that leverage because Brooklyn's involved. My point is, what does Ben Simmons on the Rockets do? Like they would have to do a very quick rebuild to maximize Ben with Wall expiring. It feels like the Rockets are as close to the Thunder as any as anything else like they they could use four first rounds four three swaps they could swap Levert they could have Jared Allen grow on the team they could they could have expiring deals so that's my thought process of why beauty the beauty of the situation that I'm in right now is I don't give a shit what the Rockets do with Ben Simmons now let me ask you let let me ask you this and this is why I want to make the trade for James Harden so badly as I do and you're going to say, I'm Tom being biased and everything. I'm not. I promise you, I'm not. The Joel Embiid that we're seeing this year, I always say every year, what's the key difference maker for the Sixers? Will Ben and Joel take that leap? The last three years, they haven't. They've been the same player. They left the offseason and came back the next season. Joel Embiid has taken that leap. I don't know if you watched the Miami game last night, seeing the things he's doing. He's in shape. He's spending money on nutrition and all this stuff. He is locked in. A turkey burger is not nutrition, Abe. It is when it's compared to a Chick-fil-A sandwich. <laughs> um, he, Joel Embiid is more locked in than I have ever seen it. And what's, this is about ma- my phone. My watch is going crazy. Did we get him? God nope. damn, why do I get weather alerts on my watch? I don't give yeah. a shit that we're having a wind thing. It's good um, for the under. Yeah, it's good for the under. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about maximizing Joel Embiid's prime. And there's literally no doubt in the entire world that James Harden is a better fit for Joel Embiid than Ben Simmons is at the moment. And what do you got to do? You got to go for it. You have Joel Embiid playing at an MVP caliber right now. You have James Harden purposely, let's emphasize that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Purposely scoring less than 20 points a game in his last five games so he can get traded. Purposely wearing fat foam under his jersey so he looks a little thicker. You have him purposely doing that. I promise you, wherever James Harden goes, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, the Seattle Supersonics, if they come back, his first game there, he'll have 35 points. He'll be James Harden. I'm not worried about James Harden being fat. I don't care about that. I'm not worried about James Harden being 31. I'm worried about maximizing Joel Embiid's prime, and James Harden does that. I have an interesting question. Where's Pat Riley? 
Where's my guy, Pat Riley? He's I, made, he's, I'm he's starting making, to get Danny Ainge vibes. Yeah, that too. But he's also probably filming Corvette, Corvette with Tyler Hero. That's <laughs> what I would guess he's doing right now. Like, if I'm the Heat, I not only did I recognize I'm Maybe that's the thing. They know they're actually not that good and that Harden might not put them over the top. The same reason why I'm not a fan of the Sixers. I'll say it like this. I still do think that the Sixers should do the trade because what Ben Simmons is going to be over the next two years will not touch what James Harden is. So I'm fine with them doing it. I'm just not as a uh, fan of every team in the NBA except for the Sixers. Like I'm obviously going to constantly root against them. It doesn't scare me. Do you guys now catapult into the tier of the Bucks, where it's like either you two, then the Nets and the Celtics and the rest are kind of below. Like right now, it seems like a mishmash, and we assume the Bucks are going to be a top dog. We don't know who's going to come out. You do catapult into that tier, assuming Tobias continues playing. But there's no guarantee. Like the only thing, like I, mean, I come said, on, let's sit here. Oh, come on, let's call a spade a spade. The only guarantees we have in life are death, taxes, and wind unders. That's literally it. <laughs> Um, so obviously Ron there's no guarantee. In finals, and if James Harden goes to the Nets, my guarantee is they will win the NBA title. Yeah, they they probably could. But I did uh, get a tweet notification, but Zion stop, is out. Stop, stop, stop. Zion is out once again. Uh, the Knicks won by not drafting that large man. Uh, so that's the NBA. But my for thing you. is, my thing is, hold on, hold on. Do this. You can think – I obviously think the Sixers are a lock to win the East if we get James Harden because I think we're right there. I think we're at that tier right now You're without not. James You're Harden. So, okay, well, I've watched more Sixers games than you have, so there's no denying that. But you just got to go for it. Just go for it. I don't care what how much he weighs. It's James Harden. When you trade for a superstar, usually when you get the superstar, you always win the deal. Daryl – Daryl, if you're listening, this the, the, we might even have him. He might even be a Brooklyn Net, or we might have him by the time this episode comes out tomorrow morning. Daryl, I'm begging you. I am begging you. Eagleson, come hang. The NHL is back, and no one really cares. I mean, Eagleson does, but no one, no one cares. Like in the grand scheme of caring, like no, I. Like, like more people would be interested in the Harden move. More people would be interested in like what Zuri had for dinner. More people. So like, let's just put things in perspective here in the States. Let's start with Tua though. Stinks. Did you see the reports that came out today? No. Enlighten me. So the situation today in the past two weeks, it's kind of been like, we're saying Tua's not that good Tua like for Watson. Should they draft fields? We ran through all that first time out of all the rumors that teammates have come out and said they don't believe in Tua long-term. Some, not mm. all. Some, not all, but some have said that they do not believe in Tua long-term. Is that long-term. a, okay, let me put Here were some of the quotes. Come from? Here were some let of me, the quotes. Go ahead. Uh, we, love the, we love the next man up mindset. We kind of thought Tua was the next man up. We were pretty bummed when we heard Fitzpatrick was out against the Bills. Um, Tua's, this is first offseason. Um, you just for us. Yeah, I know. Number three, number three, you have um, Tua is what they say. Oh, his ball velocity and his vertical throwing do not impress them and don't think it'll last long in the league. It's funny. Didn't from teammates from teammates. I mean, mean, Eagleson's ready. Eagleson. No, Eagleson said he didn't want to trade for Watson, right? Yeah, he's an idiot. So let's hear. After hearing that, do you have any reservations about your main man? That doesn't sound very culture of them, but <laughs> like, how, how true is that? First of all, because I'm sure all sorts of stuff comes out like that. That's not even true. Eagleson, may I help you? Because I've been there. Yeah, I've been, just I've, I've been there where the locker room is outwardly speaking against your starting quarterback. Um, here's the best route to go. Step one, get really lucky and win a Super Bowl. Okay. I like you got that. that? Step. Okay. Yeah. Step one. Step two build a statue of the two people that made you win a Super Bowl. Got it? Step three, get rid of those exact two people two years later. And step four, that guy's the only guy left. So everyone has to accept him. If you follow that very, very detailed plan on how for everyone to buy into Tua, 
I promise you the culture will be back. But those three <laughs> steps have to be executed perfectly. So it's get really lucky and win a Super Bowl. Build a statue outside your stadium of two of the most important parts of that Super Bowl, and then get rid of those two guys. You do that, I think people will buy into Tua. The funniest part is, like, it's not that it's inaccurate. It's just that the only way that the Eagles could restart, which they badly needed, was to actually get rid of anyone attached to that. So that's what they're hanging on to. That's what Eagles fans <laughs> are holding on to is they had players from the Super Bowl that, like, you just got to move on to a new you era. Thought, oh, you thought you thought dreams and nightmares was just a song? No, no. I promise you, we're we're living it. We're living what, it every day. What the puck, Abe? Get the timer out. What the puck? First off, we were talking last night in our group about um today's episode, and Eagleson said, "Yeah, I'm down to do it earlier in the day because it was a Leafs game." I thought he meant preseason. Right hand up. I had no idea the NHL was back today. So great job. Promise you, no NHL. Cool. NHL marketing doing a fantastic job here in the States. Um, I was even watching like NBC, which always has hockey games on and nothing. Nonetheless, the puck is dropping tonight. Who do the Leafs play? Who cares? Montreal Canadiens. I don't care. (laughs) Um, The puck drops tonight. What does that mean? Are we all in the same division this year, Eagleson? No. There's four different divisions. He'll he'll explain. He has a minute for that. Yeah, he has a minute. Um, But for those of you, for those... Right. For those of you who don't, who haven't listened last hockey season or new to the snapback pod, what the puck is a segment that we do every week, every Thursday on this show. Um, because to be very blunt with you, Jack and I don't give a shit about hockey as we don't think many of you do either, but we hired a producer that lived in Canada. So kind of shot ourselves in the foot with that one. So we got to give him a little leeway. He gets one minute to talk about hockey, whatever's going on, whether it's in Russia, Canada, I don't care. I don't really even usually listen, but what the puck is back first time since um, who won the Stanley Cup last year? Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning hoisted the cup. Eagleson, three, two, one. All right. So, yeah, I guess speaking of puck, puck drop, the Flyers actually are the first game this. Mm. Uh, yep. They play at 530 against the Pittsburgh Penguins. That game will be pretty good. Money yeah, following that, <laughs> Leafs uh, Montreal, that game probably Leafs 6 nothing something like that after that blackhawks lightning canucks oilers blues avalanche these will be pretty interesting mainly because well at least for the in the leafs case we've got a ton of new faces that'll be interesting to watch joe thornton on the first line that's going to be different with the flyers and pens i guess with that tristan jari for the pens it's his team now matt murray getting traded out for the flyers carter hart he's got to show out in shorter season 56 games that's going to be hard considering <laughs> considering you know how he's played you know in long stretches blues avalanche some interesting things for that game will be how are the blues going to be without peter angelo because he's been on that team forever he's been a corn oh my god <laughs> you tried pump faking there Abe. that you <laughs> tried pump faking but i caught one thing out of that minute yeah did you just name somebody on the Pittsburgh penguins and say it's his team now i'm sorry goalie goalie it's a goalie thing yeah no i i'm kind of like the intermediary did crosby die no he's the goalie so why is it his team and not crosby's is it notoriously are goalies quarterbacks no no it's just his way of saying he's the man in the pads now i guess it's all it's all about him i got so so he gave us good opening night stuff you didn't really give us much about what, like, I think he's forgetting that we have no clue anything about the NHL. Like they're naming conferences and divisions this year. So on Monday, he'll deliver a, a nice overview and be able to recap Joe Thornton. Nod your head. He's on the Leafs now. Interesting. Okay. He was, he's a long time player. Wait a second. League. All right. That's enough hockey. You know, I said that Steve Nash, I mean, Kyrie picked Steve Nash. Yeah. Now I'm seeing a tweet granted from Hoop Central, but it has a via like reporter. Kyrie Irving has reportedly been furious at the Nets for not giving him more input on their head coaching hire and was not in favor of Steve Nash. His relationship with Kevin Durant recently has also been described as very distant. And you know why it's been distant? Because Katie plays on the Nets and Kyrie hasn't been, you know, talking to the Nets. 
I totally forgot. I have some crazy inside info I can't share on the pod, but I'm excited to share it. It's in relation to uh, that situation, actually. So if you guys are interested, as always, because we're a national podcast that garners millions of downloads in a single year, we can't share and break news because then we'll be clipped and then my sources will get mad at me. So for those reasons, uh, you'll have to call me, you'll have to find me and, and you can hear this info, but it is in relation to the net situation. So fam, go Ravens. I already have the post planned for Saturday night at midnight if the Ravens become victorious. So I'm excited for that. I don't think we're going to be able to get riff with me real quick while we have two minutes. Any new ones that could go on the bingo board? Do you think there needs to be a 2.0? Um, no, there needs to be cold weather. Okay, so cold weather. Or snow, snow, snow. Uh, can't be the Browns three times, but also just Mahomes. No, nah, I think every everything else should uh... – everything else should go for next week yeah all right cool wait we're looking at by the time that we hit the mics the next time that we record james harden could be a 76er and the ravens could be in the afc championship and i'm talking about eagleson when i say this courtney what the fuck are you on (laughs) (laughs) that was some crazy juju vibes all right fam we will talk to you on monday much love peace